Hello, America. It's time for Uncle Sam Says, podcast number four, George Washington's Rodeo. Now, this story is fun. It shows a side of George Washington that few folks know anything at all about. We don't know a lot about his early life, but what we do know is very interesting. He loved animals, especially horses, and he could ride them. One time he heard about a horse that nobody could ride, and, and he and his friend went several miles over to see it. The owner laughed and told him he was a fool to try, but he agreed to let him try, then said that if he could ride that horse, then the horse was his. <laughs> well, that 15-year-old George Washington rode that horse all over that corral. What a ride! He rode it until the horse broke down the fence and took off through the fields with him, bucking, snorting, pinwheeling, and then galloping for all he was worth all the way. Uh, when he didn't come back, uh, they, they figured that George had been thrown off and, and the horse had run off. But about an hour later, here they came. George was in the saddle, and the horse seemed glad to have him there. At first, George refused the owner's offer to give him the horse because, he said, Well, the horse did throw me, <laughs> but I kept hold of the reins and climbed back on. Well, the rancher, he, he insisted that George keep that horse, and he did. Okay, now for the next George Washington's Rodeo story. Here we go. Hello, America. It's time again for Uncle Sam Says. So listen up. I got some great stories to tell you. And I hope you learn to love these men and women that I'm going to tell you about. They built America. But first today, I'm going to tell you a bit about... Me. Who, who do you think I am? Of course, I'm Uncle Sam, but where did I come from and who was I named after? Some folks think I, I was named after one Samuel Wilson, who was an inspector during the War of 1812. They say that the supply caissons, uh, uh, those are the carts or wagons that brought the supplies, the ammunition and such, to the troops. They say those caissons were stamped U.S., and it stood for Uncle Samuel Wilson. Why, he, he weren't no such thing. I was alive and well long before good old Samuel Wilson came along. That U.S. stamped onto those casings stood for the United States. And I, I was named after the father of the American Revolution. Who was that? Oh, for shame, for shame. That was Samuel Adams. What a firebrand, what a hero. Samuel Adams was such a hero that one time old King George offered to pardon everyone in the colonies except John Hancock and Samuel Adams. Those redcoats sent a force to capture them uh, to, to Lexington and then on to Concord. They were to capture them and then hang them. <laughs> well, that was when good old Paul Revere made his famous ride so those men could be warned in time and the Minutemen could be called into action. No, oh, they didn't catch him. Instead, those red coats came face to face with the Minutemen, and when ordered to disperse, <laughs> they just stood there, and the English officer fired his pistol right into the band. Well, that was the shot heard round the world. After that, both sides fired their muskets, and the Revolutionary War was on. Now, Samuel Adams, <laughs> he was close enough to hear the musket fire. And his comment? What a glorious morning is this! He knew the importance. Okay. Today I'm going to tell you more about why America is so great. The United States Constitution 
Well, it's not perfect. Nor were the men who crafted it. Were they perfect? No. But they were the best qualified men in the whole world and were totally aware of what they were attempting to do. As a group, they were far better educated than any similar body before or since. <laughs> and that especially is including most of the present political varmints. <laughs> well, most of them were fluent in, in, in several languages, and they were thoroughly schooled in, in learning from the mistakes of history. While they differed in, in many of the fine points on how to achieve their goals, and they had a lot of fiery arguments, oh yes they did, yes they did, they were all agreed as to the purpose of the final product, and that was to create a constitutional republic. It had never been done before in the history of the world. It was referred to all over the world as the Great Experiment, and almost nobody anywhere in the whole world gave it any chance of success at all. Almost every country in the world was run by a king or other form of government which gave the people certain rights and privileges. That's how it always been done, until the Declaration of Independence, which said that all men were created equal and given unalienable rights, including life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, you, you remember the unalienable? They cannot be given away. They cannot be sold. You cannot give them up. Well, that's in the Declaration of Independence. It had never been done before. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Why, these upstart colonists were saying that their liberty and rights came from God, and that a government's only purpose should be to protect those rights. In other words, King George couldn't give rights because God had already done it. And if King George is going to take those rights away, then we were going to fight. <laughs> it was a brand new idea that those rights were ours all along and that they didn't come from government. No siree, God gave us those rights and not King George or even our own country. They were ours to begin with. And we were going to set up a nation that would see to it that those rights would always be ours. Now, England, they, they had some pretty good laws. You remember, it was based on common law. Uh, they were so good that they became the template of much of our own constitution, and, and that constitution was based on it. But because of all the evidence of corruption that the colonists saw, they were determined to create a genuine constitutional republic with so many checks and balances that the corruption that they'd seen in England could not be repeated. Okay, it's story time, and I've got a great one for you about, about George Washington again. George was strong all of his life. In fact, when he was 50 years old, he came across a bunch of young athletes. They were contesting with each other to see who could throw a big iron bar the farthest. Why, he hardly even broke his stride. He just picked up that bar and threw it farther than any of them. What a man. What a man's man. Oh, but here's my story today, and this is about George Washington's rodeo. It's a good one. You're going to love this one. But it's another story that most folks just don't know about George. He loved animals, and he was a rider. If it wore hair, he could ride it. Talk about your Wild West shows. Wow. Why, one time when he was just 15 years old, his mother had a horse so wild and vicious that no man could ride it. It'd try to kill him. Why, hey, they couldn't even get near it. Bite, kick, lazy, that stallion was a thun of thunder. He was a real man-killer. Well, one day, they got him roped, they got him snubbed down to a post, and after a real fight, they even got a saddle on him. That stallion was in the prime of his life, and when he and George got together, there was an instant understanding. This was going to be a fight to the finish. 
That horse rolled his eyes, laid back his ears, bunched his muscles, and George climbed into the saddle. When George yelled, let him go! There was an explosion in that corral. Hooey, that horse could buck. He knew all the tricks. He'd always won. And he was for sure going to win over this 15-year-old upstart scarecrow of a kid. He pinwheeled. He jump-bucked. He swapped in so fast that George thought his own neck would break. But George not only hung on, but he was a-kicking him with his heels and slapping him with his hat. It was the best show the local folks had seen for months, and they talked about it for years. Yes, sir, that horse was the best, or worse, depending on your point of view. And George Washington was the best, and when two of the best come together in battle like that, well, something had to bust. George rode that bronc like there was no tomorrow, and that horse, well, he just didn't know when he was whipped. He just kept on bucking and jumping while he was just throwing himself all over that corral. If it had been in a rodeo today, the timer would have gone off and the safety riders would have gotten George off. But George didn't have safety riders, and he didn't dare get off. He knew that horse would kill him if he did. <laughs> it was just between George and that horse. And George knew that if he were to just jump off, that horse would have come after him. Oh, yes, sir. It was a genuine fight to the finish, and neither George nor that horse had any idea what quit meant. That horse was red-eyed, foaming at the mouth, and blood was coming out of its nostrils. And I must say that George wasn't in too good a shape himself, but he stayed right with him. He stayed right on that hurricane deck till that horse gave one last jump. And then he just fell down dead. Ha! <laughs> What a fight! What a man! What a man's man! Well, thanks for listening. I surely hope you like what I'm telling you. If you're not sure, check it out. That there internet is awesome for checking things out. Just make sure you get the right source. In the meantime, you gotta get your friends and neighbors to join us so we can get as many Americans taught as we can as fast as we can. You can't restore your country if you don't know what it was or how it came to be. Please, folks, help us spread the word. Until tomorrow, remember, you are learning the truth. Tell your friends, speak with boldness, and keep your powder dry.